Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hello, listeners. It's Sanira Madani here, CEO School podcast host, and you are in for a treat. Over the next seven weeks, we're going to be sharing exclusive interviews with the most unbelievable unlikely CEOs who are truly just changing the game in their industries and are pioneers in what they do. Something that ties them all together, not only you're gonna recognize their names, they're fabulous, they're leaders, they are massive influencers, and they're massive influencers. But what is most important about them is that they are authentic CEOs. So come join me over the next seven weeks in a beautiful series of interviews that you get to have first dibs on. So listen in from wherever you're listening in from, and you can catch these videos on YouTube and on our channels. I cannot wait for you to listen in and just learn from these guests that I learn from each and every single day. I hope you enjoy these interviews as much as I did. Again, this is live. Hello, Robert. (laughs) This is so exciting. I'm so happy you're first, by the way, because your energy is my first. All of everyone's my favorite, but I'm so glad I have Robert's energy to start my morning off with. You look so fabulous, by the way. Everyone, doesn't he look so fabulous? You are too sweet. You are too sweet. It's so funny. So I was just watching the Stacks commercial and I got so excited. And so I'm sitting here and then I like start clicking and then I like click out of StreamYard and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, wait, I'm coming back. I'm coming back. So I'm so happy to be here with you today and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to do this. This The first time I'm ever hosting a live conference. And so I'm just, I'm, you know, it's the first, but not last, right? So first, but not last. And so I'm really excited. I'm so honored to have you for our entire audience. I cannot wait for you guys to welcome Robert Hartwell. So I'm going to read Robert's bio because it's so fabulous. Robert Hartwell is an award-winning Broadway performer, choreographer, director, producer, and entrepreneur. He is the host and executive producer of Taking Back the House, a television show uh, presented by OWN Network, which is the Oprah Winfrey Network. How cool is that? HGTV and the Scott Brothers Entertainment. So he's literally putting on a show with Oprah, uh, the Property Brothers, and HGTV. Like, this is so fabulous. 
From stage to screen, Robert creates jaw-dropping moments that leave audiences awestruck and inspired. You've seen, this is where you've seen, this is where you've seen Robert, because you're like, where have I seen him before? You've seen him in Tony award-winning Broadway musicals, and you've seen him featured in Jay-Z's hit music video, Entrepreneur. Like, that is amazing. How, like, I want to talk to you about Pharrell and Jay-Z. That is going to be, ask us the questions, because, and that particular video, so, so fun. So you might know Robert also from viral social media posts after purchasing a 200-year-old colonial mansion, which was built back when slavery was still legal federally in the U.S., Robert inspired millions with his message of reinvention, liberation, and hope. As a black gay man, he vowed to fill his home with love, honor his ancestors, tell their stories, and say their names. Robert's work has been featured in so many media publications from Good Morning America to People Magazine and more. And Robert spends his time between New York and LA. Of course he does because he's so fabulous and his new home in Massachusetts. Robert, what an amazing start to the show to have you for today. So honored. So honored. No, I am so honored. Like, I know we got a chance to do an Instagram live together last week, but what you are doing is so incredible. Like the work at CEO school, the incredible impact that Stacks is having. Like I'm literally, I was just on a call with some of my CEO business friends over the weekend. And I was like, hey everyone. I was like, so what is our timeline of moving all of our payment processing over to Stacks? Like just Hashtag asking for a friend. Um, so I'm so proud of you and I'm so honored. And also like everyone's energy in the comments right now is like so, so sweet. So thank you so much. Come on, Boston Strong. Come on. I love it. Um, so thank you. No, I'm, really I'm, happy I'm so honored. This like next 20 minutes are going to just fly by. And so what I want to first ask you is, I mean, you've had so much success, right? But I want to talk about that starting journey from you actually starting your company or going from founder to CEO. What were, like, tell me about that starting experience that you had to now where you are. Because everyone now knows the success, but I want to get back to Robert's like day zero. Day zero was one, I told my mom at seven years old that I wanted to be on Broadway. Like that's all little Robert wanted. And so I went to college, got my BFA in musical theater, moved to New York City, got the opportunity to have a 10 year career as a Broadway performer. And it was incredible. And I knew at the time, like that was a calling, that's what I was supposed to be doing with my life. However, at the time, over those 10 years, I had also been working with other musical theater education organizations. And what I realized during that time, Samira, was I had a different way that I wanted to teach young people, right? Like I had a different way. And I also knew that there was another and like fresher way, I believe, to help other creatives learn how to monetize their artistic skills as well. So I essentially left the Broadway show that I was doing and said, I'm going to actually wait, let's go back. Because there was like a two year period where I was performing eight shows a week, plus running my company at the same time. And 
it was wild. Like I literally just didn't sleep. So anyone out here right now that's like, I am just like pounding the pavement so hard. Like I see you and just know that your work is not in vain. Um, and it's from that, you know, that really I, I learned what I needed to do to turn my company from a six-figure company to a seven-figure company to a multi-seven-figure company. But it wasn't until I really took the leap of faith to leave my Broadway career and go full-time into running this company that we really started to see that momentum. Yeah. I love it. There's so many things I want to pull on just to start with. I mean, first you knew from the beginning what your passion was which is so incredible because I didn't know that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Like I didn't know, no one wakes up and like, I'm gonna be in credit card processing. Like that was not my journey <laughs> at all, at all. Um, but I love that you knew, you knew from the beginning that that's what you wanted to do and you built your life to go do that. You talked about the, the you know, working and like working, you know, seven days a week and you're doing your shows and running your company. I think you know a huge part of the day today is that I always say that the internet is just fooling us, you know, with their highlight reel and the overnight success. And you know, now everyone sees the success of of these entrepreneurs, but the 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 grind, the hard work, right? It does take hard work is the shortcut. And I know at some point I'm going to get canceled. Okay, like at some point I'm going to get canceled. And the thing I'm probably going to get canceled for is saying that it does take hard work. Like it does take those long nights. It does take putting in and pounding the pavement. I remember I was literally selling payment terminals door to door. Like this is when I'm going to like age myself when we had uh, field sales. Right. Like you actually you didn't have like when my my team, like they have like now dial pad systems and they know when customers are online, they pick up the phone, they have all the information and they're like, oh, it sucks getting rejected over the phone. But I'm like, do you imagine what like, imagine what it's like to wake up and go talk to a physical person and then get rejected to your face and have to get back in your car and go to the next spot? And so, you know, that was truly pounding the pavement. And you know, so I just want to I want to talk about that because I, I think that that is an important lesson to share that gets lost, especially in today's, um, you know, rest is important. And we're going to talk so much about mental health. We're going to talk so much about having balance, but it does take hard work. And Sanira, one, you are so right. Like there is nothing like a virtual door closing in your face, but like the physical, like, psh, we're good. Um, that's a whole nother level of rejection. Um, but I, you know, I, it's something that I work so hard with our students on is the idea and the activation of self-care and rest and preservation. But the real, real, real is that, y'all, we also have to do the work. And it is so, I think we've gone so far into the idea that the only thing I need to do is rest and take care of myself. But boo, you also like, are going to have to have some nights where like you are sweating, like you are out there and you are like doing the thing. Like, you know, I will sometimes coach entrepreneurs and they'll reach out and say, you know, my launch, you know, I didn't do a six figure launch. It's like, okay, great. Yeah. You've had a business for six months, friend. Okay. Like we got to build the list. Like we have to take the steps and we have to do the work. Like this is not an overnight, this is not a microwave, you know, but I do believe that. This is not a microwave. You've heard it here first for entrepreneurship. 
not. It's so not, you know, but I do know that that'll preach. Um, but I do know and believe that it truly rewards like our resiliency and our dedication to just keep going, you know? Absolutely. It does. So Robert, what is one lesson that you learned the hard way, right? That you wish you could have learned through someone else's experience? Oh, that is a good question. Um, honestly, to fire faster. Yeah. Um, and to trust your gut. You know, I think sometimes as founders, we are like so many of us, especially those of us that work in the education space or those of us that work with young people or in the arts, like we are such feeling-based people and you are like such heart-centered and just like really move with your heart. However, sometimes you can not listen to your gut. And there have been moments in my entrepreneurship journey where I knew that I should have made a different call around a team member or around a business decision and i let it go on too long and then before you know it you're not only putting yourself at risk but you're putting the thing that matters the most to you which is your entity it is your baby it is your thing and like that thing that entity that is what you have to protect because that is what actually has like the massive impact you know so i used to start to i started to ask myself what is most important right now? Me sitting in my fear and not making this decision or this affecting the 2000 families that I get the opportunity to work with every year, you know, like, so is it one person or is it 2000? And it's like, I'm going to fight for the 2000 all day, every day. I love this lesson. It's definitely, you know, the people side of business is probably the hardest part about being CEO. That's for me personally, I will say the people side of the business, it's the best thing and it's the hardest thing about being CEO. And when you talk about firing fast and trusting your gut, I kind of want to talk about these two things even separate because I find one, so for, for, for people, I feel like we actually sometimes don't even hire fast enough. Like we see our company scaling, but we're so afraid to delegate. We're so afraid to bring on people to scale. And when I when I learned the statistic that less than 2% of female founders ever, like, ever break a million in revenue, Robert, when I tell you I became obsessed, I was fucking obsessed with this. I was like, how is this possible? Yeah. And one of the things right. that I found in my research is the fact that women, women entrepreneurs, we don't take, we're not we're really risk averse. So we don't actually take on the risk to actually bring on team members. So even if we have success and we're scaling, we don't take that risk to say, let's bring on team members. So that's like one part of it. But the part that I wanna talk about here with you is what you said about firing fast. So when you bring on people, trusting your gut to say, how is it actually working for you? And you know it in your gut right away when, when things aren't right and you see red flag and you see red flag and you see red flag and you're putting up with it because you're so afraid. There's a fear element that you have and it's it's good. Fear, fear is not a bad thing. Fear is there to protect us, right? So fear is not bad. But when you talked about prolonging it, not firing fast enough, you know, it's, it's, I love that you said it's a detriment to the 2000 people that you're serving. And one of the lessons that the way that I have viewed trying to separate out the people from the business, it's really difficult, but it's like a body part, right? It's like your body is your business. And if you need to cut a finger to save your life, right? Would you cut a finger to save your life? The answer is yes. Right. And so you have to cut that finger to save the whole body because it's toxic. 
right? It's a toxic finger that's going to destroy the rest of your culture and it's going to destroy the rest of it. So it's definitely, it's not easy. The people side of it's not easy, but I love that you gave this advice to entrepreneurs is to trust your gut, trust your gut. Yeah. And the other thing too is you're protecting them as well, you know, um, because they also, every time that I've had a conversation with a team member that needs to transition, nine times out of 10, they've been feeling it and they've been desiring it as well. And so that is like part of your job as leadership is when someone else isn't able yet to come to that realization, you then must help them, right? Like it, it, it is absolutely like a two-way street. So It reminds me of a story where once I had to let go of, it's, it, you always remember like the first time that you let go of someone. Um, yes, but yes. I remember the person thanking me, like literally a thank you, because they're yeah, also yeah. in that position, like they're not happy either. And so it's it, it was definitely a story to remember for me where the person that I ended up letting go, we both knew it wasn't working and it was actually a thank you. And you know we're still friends to this day and it was the best decision for both of us. And so I love that the words we're talking about the people side. And something that I always say, I used to get really frustrated when people used to tell me, and I've always been in like a males, like a, a male dominated industry. I've always around the guys, every meeting, every boardroom, I'm in FinTech, like it's only a bunch of dudes, right? Um, and not fabulous dudes like you. Um, <laughs> but something that I would get told is that Sanira, you take things too personally. Okay, business is personal. It's fucking personal. This is everything to me. I spend more time in business than I do anything else in my life. It is personal. If it's not personal, that's a problem in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. And so I do think that this is why the people side of scaling and business is hard. It's supposed to be hard because it is personal, because you care. And that is not a bad thing. So for all the people in the house listening, if you've ever been told that you're too passionate, you're too sensitive, that it's too personal, well, I will I will give you permission to say that that let's call it bullshit because business is personal, right? That's what makes us so successful. Real time. Real time. Amazing. Okay. Well, Robert, you know, I want to kind of, there's so many things that we could talk about here. Um, what are some habits? I want to talk about your habits. Like, do you have a routine? Like, what are some habits that really make you a successful CEO, right? Like when, when did you go from that founder moment to that CEO moment? Like how do you stay a CEO now? When I say yes to getting out of the house, you know, I love my apartment here in New York City. I love my home that I am renovating in Massachusetts. I love traveling, but truthfully it is when I say yes. It's when my best friend Rachel Rogers calls me and she's like, hey Robert, we're going to South by get your ticket, let's go, you know? Because then you go and you meet people like Samira, right? You meet people like Priya Parker and you get to have these incredible connections with people that it's just so important to continue to build community. And as I have built community, I have like enlarged my mindset of what is possible for my life because I see it happening for other people. And I truly believe always that if it's happening in your circle, it's on the way to happen for you. And so I think that is why my business moves as quickly as it does simply because I make a very intentional effort to get out of the house make new relationships and learn, 
you know? What beautiful advice. And it is so true. Community is so important. And sometimes, and I'm so glad we're able to do this today and it's behind the screen and we get to still connect, but it's important yeah. to go beyond yeah. the screen, right? Like there's yeah. meaningful yeah. connection that also needs to take place. And it's so incredible. The world is back. Robert and I actually did meet at South by Southwest. Like that's exactly how it happened. Over brunch, over drinks, over just friends. And look at this. Now we're here and we're connected in our worlds. We're going to do so many amazing things together. But that is what connection does, right? That there's a human to human connection in business that is so important. And when we're our authentic selves, right? When we're at brunch and we're having fun and we're connecting and we're laughing, like that is being a CEO too, right? Showing up and saying, yes, that is part of your CEO. And it's not just the the business suit and then being in the office. Like there's so much business that's driven through connection. And that is what I have found successful in my business. Um, final question before we have to yeah. say goodbye. I don't want to say goodbye. Um, but this is a question I'm asking all of the entrepreneurs today in the room. What is your proudest achievement as CEO? Oh my gosh, I love you so much. That's the sweetest question. <laughs> That's so thoughtful. My proudest accomplishment was honestly getting out of a dumpster fire. Um, I think so many times what we don't talk about enough as entrepreneurs is the valley right? Like it's so easy to talk about those like mountaintop experiences. It's not every day that we're talking about the valley or, you know, the climb back up to the mountaintop. And so at the end of last year, our company had the hardest quarter that we had ever experienced. Like I looked at our PL and I literally thought that my accountant had sent me someone else's PL. I was like, this cannot be our profit and loss statement. But what I really started to think about was there is still such possibility. And what is it that you love to do now, Robert? Like, you know, I had worked so hard during the pandemic to continue to create a space for, you know, at the Broadway Collective, I work with young musical theater students ages 12 to 18. And I started to ask myself, what do you love now after the pandemic? What do you want to do? What's this next journey for you? So my proudest accomplishment, Samira, honestly, was a couple of weeks ago launching my new company, Strength on Stages, and being able to help adult entrepreneurs who are trying to be on world stages and working with them on their confidence and seeing that like leap of faith like actually happen. Like I am so proud because I think it's sometimes hard to see possibilities and problems, but I did. And I'm, I'm really proud of myself and our team for that. So I'm yeah. so proud yeah. of you. We're all so proud of you. You know, I think <laughs> it's so amazing to when you, you know, just even talking about the Valley, right? That it's, and that is the truth. Even when you have success, there are peaks and valleys, right? There are the hardest, not just days and quarters. You talked about a, a place where you could have just given up in your business, even at your prime, right? Even at your prime. And that's the truth of entrepreneurship. And that's why I really focus on it is the journey, not just the destination. And what's so beautiful is that when you kind of get to the other side and you get a little bit more experience, for most entrepreneurs, the, that are in, in in this circle, at least, it's all about making an impact, right? It's like not, what goes beyond just you now, Robert. It's how can you help others find their power, find their purpose, show up on stages with the expertise that you've gotten to now cultivate. 
And that is just what's so beautiful. And we are all so proud of you and we cannot wait to support you. How can we support you? Here we are. Let's all follow um, Robert on Instagram and other channels. We're here to support you in your journey because I know you're just so, there's so much love and light to be had in your space. And we all want to be fully, fully, fully immersed in it. You are so kind. Thank you so much for this time, Samira. And I am like beyond proud of you and cannot wait to hug you in person again so soon. <laughs> I cannot wait. I cannot wait for another another fabulous day with you. Um, everyone, yes. we are going to say goodbye to, to Robert. We'll see you on the other side, Robert. And stay tuned. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.